Fueled, episode number 48 with professional basketball player Jimmer Fredette. Welcome to Fueled, the podcast for teens that aspire for greatness. My name is Easton Allred, and I am a successful entrepreneur, athlete, college student, and personal development guru. Each week, I interview successful and inspiring individuals that will teach you the secrets of setting goals and developing life-changing habits that will fuel you to greatness. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get fueled. Hello, Fuel listeners, and welcome to episode number 48 of Fuel. This is your podcast host, Easton Allred, and today I'm getting a very, very exciting guest on the podcast. Now, this guy is probably the biggest guest I've ever had, was the 2011 College Basketball Player of the Year, played for BYU, and he's probably one of the best college basketball players of all time. I remember watching him when I was in elementary school, middle school, and just watching him hit the deepest threes and what an inspiration he was because he wasn't an athletic freak he was just a result uh, a direct result of his hard work he played four years in the NBA and um, then went on to play in the Chinese Basketball Association about a year ago went on to be in the all-star game and got the MVP in the Chinese Basketball Association all-star game and last week he scored a ridiculous 73 points in one game is and is averaging in the 30s and 40s almost every single game and one thing that I like about Jimmer is even though he's had so much success and and he's an icon I mean there's, he's one of those guys where you look up on the internet and he's all over the news he's got his Wikipedia bio but he's one of the most humble guys you'll ever meet. So so nice, uh, really great guy. I loved getting to know him, and I and I originally met him at a basketball gym near my house, and um, just huge inspiration to me. Super excited about this one, Jimmer. Where did the basketball journey start for you? You know, it started for me when I was a, a young kid. I was probably about four or five years old. Um, my brother is seven years older than me and my sister's nine years older than me. So I'm, I'm the youngest by far. And, um, you know, I just, I love sports and, uh, my family's always loved sports. Um, my dad and, and uncles on both sides of the family were always coaches and trainers and, um, you know, for high school. So, I mean, it was kind of in our blood. So I just, uh, as a young kid wanted to, to play basketball or whatever sport, um, my brother and sister were playing. And fortunately, they were nice enough to let me get in the games and play with them at a young age and uh, just kind of fell in love with it and uh, wanted to continue to get better ever since. So, Jimmer, in high school, what are some of the challenges you had on the basketball team and on the court? You know, as a high school player, you, you just try to try to figure out who you are as a basketball player, try to mm. continue to, to progress. And I wasn't the most athletic kid on the planet, so I had to work real hard at um, – you know, trying to figure out my body and make sure that I made the best of it. And uh, knowing that I wasn't going to be the most athletic person, I had to really work as hard as I can on my skill and, uh, you know, get my shooting down, my ball handling uh, crisp, make sure that I could uh, move my body in the best best way that I possibly could. And my uncle, Lee Taft, who was a, a trainer, um, always uh, worked with me on that. He, he was my trainer ever since I was a young kid. So, you know that type of stuff, and then mentally you got to be, uh, you got to make sure that you're mentally prepared and know that 
um, you know, you can beat anybody that you play against, no matter who you are. And in high school, you don't get to see everybody in the country all the time, but you have to know that you're progressing at a, at a high level in order to get to where you're at. Definitely. And I think that everybody at some point in their life has failures, has their ups and downs. What has been your biggest failure in your basketball career? Yeah, you know, you always have failures. Everybody's, mm. uh, everyone has failures. You're going to win, you're going to lose. Um, so it's all about uh, keep progressing and getting better. Um, even when you do fail, uh, it's about not giving up. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was a sophomore in high school, um, you know, we were playing for the sectional championship and um, our, our school hadn't won it in a couple of years. And um, we had a good shot to win it. And I had two free throws to win the game and I missed them. And oh. uh, as, as a sophomore, you know, I... You know, I, I was dev- devastated and, uh, you know, it was it was tough because I don't miss so many free throws, but uh, <laughs> I missed those too. And, uh, you know, I vowed to myself, I'm going to practice my free throws every day, um, make 100 every single time after practice and make sure that that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I mean, playing with this, with your high school team, did you know that you were going to be the player that you are today and be playing where you are at today? You know, I dreamed about it. You know, that's that's what I wanted. That was the goal. And um, I think something that sets, um, you know, people that make it apart from people that don't make it is that you do believe that you were going to be in this position someday. And, um, you know, I, I, I always thought that I was going to be a professional basketball player and make it to the NBA. Uh, that was my dream. And uh, I thought about nothing else. And I think since I had that positivity in me I think that really helps um, to to really drive you to make sure that you're going towards your goal and that it's about working endlessly to trying to make it it you know that's so cool to hear that I mean as a kid you're saying to yourself like I want to be in the NBA but that's what every kid tells themselves and to be one of those few people who actually makes it is really really cool to hear but as a young athlete I mean what do you think is the number one thing that set you apart and made you different as a basketball player I think there's I think there's a couple things. I don't think it's necessarily just one thing, but like mm-hmm. I said, your 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 mindset is 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 key. Um, you know, you have to you have to believe it. And uh you can't let anybody, you know, tell you that you can't do something. So I think your mindset is just as important as as how hard you work, but you know, obviously I worked very hard on my game and I uh, worked every single day on it and uh, I played a lot of basketball and I watched a lot of basketball. Um, and just try to pick up things here and there um, to to continue to get better every single day. And I know that there's a lot of kids out there that practice um, as hard as they can every single day. And then at that point, it's all about having the mindset of, hey, you know, I've worked as hard as I can. When I get out on that floor, I deserve to play well. I deserve to go out there and and get these, uh, you know, get everything that I that I want. And uh, having that mindset helps. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, along with that, I've in my life, I've experimented a lot of a, a lot with pre-race routines and pre-game basketball routines. Do you have any routines that have helped you? Yeah, you know, I'm once you get into the season, every single season, it kind of it'll change a little bit as far as your routine. But mm-hmm. once you get into the season, then you get into a routine where you do the same thing basically every game day. Um, as far as when you eat, you know, when you take a shower before the game. Uh, when you get to the game, when you actually shoot, when you get to the game, and what type of shots you shoot, you shoot the same amount of shots and from the same spots, 
um, you know, and you just try to get yourself mentally prepared. And it's not necessarily superstition, but like you said, it's routine to make sure that you're confident and ready uh, mm-hmm. to go when you get out on the basketball floor. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that go into it. You play a lot of games as a professional basketball player, and you you kind of get into a routine where you don't want to break it. And uh, you know, if something and if something does break it, usually uh, you know you don't like it. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's important to to have that routine. And and once you do that and have that set, then you feel confident going into the game. Absolutely. So, who do you think have been your biggest mentors? I mean, starting in high school, and then how has that changed for you now? Yeah, I mean, my biggest mentors were definitely my brother and my dad. Um, you know, ever since I was a young kid, my brother helped me play basketball and, and learn the game and helped me with the fundamentals and then, you know, taught me all the way growing up. And my dad was also a coach of mine growing up. Um, so those two um, mentored me at a young age all the way through high school. Um, and uh, even to this day, they, you know, still give me pointers and advice and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my college coach was, was great for me. Coach Rose, he was a, an amazing coach and an amazing person, taught me how to be a great player, but also a good person off the floor, uh, which is more important, you know, in, in this life. And um, so I, I've had some really great people that have mentored me and have been there throughout. So, Jimmy, I heard a rumor from one of my buddies that you used to play basketball in the prisons and with the inmates. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, it's kind of... Uh, a cool story. My uh, so our our next door neighbor, their cousin, um, he he uh, worked for the prison and and ran the uh, recreation part of mm-hmm. the prison. So a lot of times he would get um, the inmates that were on good behavior to come play basketball. And he asked us because he knew we were a basketball family, my brother and my dad, if he could round up some people to come into the prison and play against uh, the inmates that were on good behavior um, to for something for them to look forward to and. And, uh, of course, my brother was like, yeah, we're going to do that. You know, you're going to come with me, Jimmer. And my mom didn't want me at first. I was probably only about 16 years old. Had to <laughs> I didn't get into, the, get into the prison. And uh, we went in there and played against the inmates. And a lot of inmates would come in and actually watch and, and, and watch us and root against us or root for us, depending on who they were betting on at the time. And, uh and uh, it was a really cool experience. I mean, you just go out there and play, and it's just basketball once you get on the floor. But um, you obviously didn't want to foul too hard or, or talk any <laughs> trash or anything like that. You just <laughs> shut and played and, and didn't worry about it. And uh, so it was a, a cool experience. And, you know, the funny, the funny part about it and the cool part about it was that, um, you know, when I got to BYU, a lot of the inmates that were in there were able to – They were the guards let them watch our BYU games. Um, really? When we were at, when we were in when they were in the in prison, so uh, we had some really great fans there, and and uh, it was really cool to be able to see. Wow, that's I mean that's so cool. Uh, I'm sure that was an interesting experience. So the next question I have for you is, what are you excited about right now? What's new for you in the coming year? I'm excited about a lot of things. Um, you know, obviously this has been a cruel experience being over here in China, and I think you know it's been an awesome uh, experience for me, and I think that uh, you know I've put myself in a good situation for, for years coming forward, uh, wherever it is that I, I'm going to be next year. Um, but also the most important thing for me is that my, my wife, my wife, Whitney is pregnant, is expecting a baby in March. And, uh, so this is our first baby and it's a little girl and, uh, you know, so that's going to be the most life changing, uh, experience I've ever had. And I'm super excited about it. And, uh, you know, so that'll be by far the best thing that's happened to me so far.
Absolutely. I mean, good for you. That's going to be amazing. But uh, I've actually been over to China about a year ago, and man, I did not like the food. So how are you, how are you doing with that? <laughs> yes, it's it's very different. Um, I'm, living, I'm, in, I'm living in uh, in Shanghai, uh-huh. so uh, Shanghai is actually one of the the best cities here in China, and uh, very Western. And uh, so there's a lot of Western food over here, a lot of American food, mm. and you can find anything that you want, and it can be really really good. So fortunately, I'm in a city where I can find great food, but I've been to a lot of other cities where you can't, and it's mostly just rice and eggs and broccoli, and that's pretty much what you eat while you're there. And uh, so that can be difficult. You know, sometimes it's not the best food on the planet um, when you go to these other places, but uh, in Shanghai, where I'm based, you can find anything for really good, which is which is nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm so glad you're enjoying the food over there, but I think there's so much pressure on professional athletes. What do you think the biggest misconception that people have about you is? Um, you know, I think one thing is that people just, as far as basketball is concerned, is people just don't think I could play any defense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've had that for my whole, my whole entire career. And it's something that is, is difficult to overcome once you get a reputation for it. But, what I do know is that I can play defense, and if you watch the games and when coaches actually watch and see me play, I think that that goes out the window. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, it, it's important to give an effort on that end of the floor, and I always do. And uh, so I think that's the biggest misconception as far as basketball is concerned. Definitely. I, th- I think that's got to be difficult for you. I mean, every problem that you have becomes very, very public, and so I'm sure that's a challenge. And the next question I have for you is how do you define success? You know, you know, you can find a success a lot of different ways. Um, you know, a lot of people think that winning defines success, and uh, you know, I think to a certain degree it can. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, I, it's not the only thing that defines success. I think um, just giving out an honest effort every single day um, and giving all that you have um, can really be something that defines success. You know, sometimes you're just not the the, the best player on the floor or the best person on the floor that day. And sometimes that that happens. Um, You know, I I think one of the best things that I see is when I'm watching the Olympics and, um, you know, you see someone that's doing at their absolute best and they're just may not be as talented as the other person, um, but they get a bronze medal or something like that. And they come out and they're so excited that they got a bronze medal because they weren't, you know, expected to win or even medal, but they did better than they had expected. And even though they didn't come in first place, they were so excited, and I think that that type of success is just as good as as uh, winning the whole thing. So I think it's important to to put forth your best effort, and if you're doing everything that you can um, in any situation, I think that's successful. Mm-hmm, definitely, I think just that hard work makes all the difference. I mean, getting a medal and not not having work for is is not worth it. So the next question sure. I have for you is what are some or what is one habit that you have that you use on and off the court daily that has changed your life? Um, you know, that's, that's a good question. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I have a habit of doing. I mm-hmm. think, I think the a big thing for me is just being who I am, um, on and off the floor. Uh, try not to change, um, yourself no matter, no matter where you are. Um, you know, whether you're playing basketball, whether you're, you're talking to someone on the streets, you know, whether you're, you're doing something else, 
it's important to, to be yourself. I think that if you, you, you're yourself, then you're going to be the most successful and you're going to do the, the best and put your best, best foot forward every single time you do something. Um, so I think it's important to be true to yourself and, and make sure that you, uh, you don't change. That's, that's, that's a big key and something that I try to do. And, and no matter who I meet, I always want to be the same person. And, and that's what's going to make you most comfortable. It's going to help you be the most successful. Absolutely. And I, and I appreciate that quality in you, Jimmer, because I, you know, I've watched you on TV and I've watched you break records at BYU. And it's really an inspiration for me and the many, many basketball players that I play with every single day. It's, you know, I want to wear Jimmer's jersey. I want to be just like that guy. I want to Mulder. And there's so many people looking up to you and for them to go, see, for them to see that you're making an effort to be kind to everyone around you and that you see yourself as, as no more than those people. And you make an effort to know everyone's name and compliment everyone. Very, very huge. And, and I think that's a really common quality in successful people. And it's, it's interesting for me to see that the kindness is a big part of success. And the next question I have for you, Jimmer, is what would you consider to be the number one tool for success? Number one tools for success is, in my opinion, is, is definitely, well, I guess it's a combination of two things. I would say having, having your mindset and knowing that you can do it and then putting forth your best effort to do it. I think if you have those two things, if you have a mindset that you truly can do something, that that's you know 90% of the battle, knowing that you can do it and really believing that you can do it. And then the rest of it is working as hard as you can to, to, to achieve it. I mean, mm. those are the, the basic two things that you need in order to, to reach any goal in life. It doesn't matter if it's athletic, academic, you know, whatever it is. You have to believe that you can do it. If you don't believe you can do it, you're not going to be able to do it. That's the most important thing. And then putting forth the effort. Definitely. Jimmer, how have you been able to overcome adversity in your life? You know, I think yeah, I've had a lot of adversity in my life. I had a lot of people that have told me that I, that I couldn't do things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't be able to, to make it to the NBA. I'm not tall enough. I'm not athletic athletic enough, you know, whatever it is, can't dribble the ball enough, can't play defense. You know, I've had a lot of people say a lot of different things, but, you know, at the same time, I just used all of that, um, you know, and fueled me to, to work harder. You know, you, you just use it and channel it in a, in a way where when you're on the basketball floor, you're going to show these people, you know, that you can do it, you know, that there's there's nothing out there that's going to stop you from doing this. And, uh, you know, once, once you show them and you kind of turn their belief, that's, there's no better feeling in the world than turning a hater into a, into a lover. And, uh, so it's, that was a big, big key for me is just using that fuel to uh, work harder every day and to, uh, see people, uh, be wrong about me. And I think Mm. that, that, that was a big, uh, that was a big help. What do you think has been a habit that you've used that has helped you to be more successful? I would say knowing your your weaknesses mm-hmm. and um, and working on them. I think uh, you know it's important to to know your game and to know yourself. And uh, if you know your game and you know yourself, you you know truly what you need to work on and what you need uh, to to go out there and to get better. Um, if you just continue to work on the same things every single day and just work on the things that you're good at, you're never going to progress and get any better. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know your weaknesses so that you can go out there and, and be the best that you can be and uh, try to get better as a basketball player or whatever it is that you're trying to do. 
Unfortunately, this interview is coming to a close, but Jimmy, do you have any last parting words of advice for Fueled listeners? You know, I would say uh, three different things. I would say that, you know, as a person and as, a, as an athlete or, you know, trying to reach your goal, I think the three important things are try to make sure that you can, can control the things that you can control. And, um, you know, I think you can control your attitude. Uh, you can control how hard you work and you can control if you're happy or not. And um, I think with those, those three things are some of the, the best advice that I've, I've received since I've um, been a professional athlete. And I think if you can do those three things that uh, you'll be successful and, and uh, you'll be able to, to reach all the goals and everything that you, that you want to. So it's important to do those things. I love it. Jimmer, thank you so much for getting on the podcast. It was an honor to have you on. And thank you all, Fuel listeners, for tuning in to episode number 48 of Fuel. But before you go, I just want to give a little shout out to the Jimmer Watch on Instagram. Go check them out. They'll give you all of Jimmer's updates, highlights, and some other cool stuff about Jimmer. So go check them out on Instagram. Once again, it's the Jimmer Watch. And I'll see you all in future episodes.